Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Cheaper Than Therapy, a podcast that journeys into conversations that demystify, destigmatize, and desensitize what goes on both inside the therapy room and in daily life. I'm Vanessa Bennett. And I'm Danae Logan. And we are seekers, soul sisters, and holders of sacred space. Every week, we sit down for soul-provoking conversations with fellow seekers, thought leaders, change makers, and even real people during live coaching sessions as they navigate the hard work it takes to be a human. This is Cheaper Than Therapy. Hello, everybody. We're back with another Q&A episode. Hello. <laughs> Danae was out of frame when I started speaking. So here like, she oh, is. We're going. Hello. We're going. We have two questions today that we thought could kind of be rolled together, right? Because they felt like even though the questions themselves are very different, they feel kind of based in or rooted in maybe similar things, right? Energetics. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll start with the first one, if I can... Find it. Okay. So my question is, how do I stop comparing myself to my partner's ex and being worried about him still talking to her? He's given me no reason not to trust him. It's all issues from past relationships resurfacing. I'm always worried the person I'm with is talking to or doing things with other people behind my back because I've been in multiple relationships where this has happened. Mm -hmm. So that was question one. And then the other question that we thought, again, similar kind of root is asking kind of differentiating between somebody who's anxiously attached or like anxious attachment kind of coming up versus just being a human being who needs clarity, consistency, and a safe space in relationship. Hmm. Well, <laughs> first of all, you know, what I love to say about clarity, clarity is something you give yourself, mm. not something that comes from an external space. So, um, you know, I think we can start with that baseline, but I think probably the reason we thought that we could mold these two questions into one conversation is because something I've been thinking about lately, and I've heard other people speaking to in a way that really resonates is like, I believe we are shifting into a time and space relationally where we are realizing a lot of what we have been taught, we are meant to get externally. We are learning 
can only come from a self-sourced place, mm -hmm. right? So the clarity, the sense of um, safety. Safety, yes. And, yeah. you know, listen, safety is a big word when we talk about it relationally. Yeah. But I think a lot of times we've just been so taught that like safety is something that like we are constantly meant to be like proving to one another, mm. I guess is the Ooh. word that yeah. comes up. And I think there's a way that that can actually be counterproductive and mm -hmm. create a lack of safety for your partner, frankly. Amen. Do you know what I mean? I, I do. I, I know personally. <laughs> You're like, yes. And I personally, like I know what you mean. And mm -hmm. as somebody who is, you know, partner does tend to kind of occupy more of the anxious space, who does tend to need mm -hmm. more reassurance. Um, I can say that it actually has in the past and can stoke the fires of feeling unsafe in me when there feels mm. like there's a constant need for validation and a constant need for me to remind him that he's safe and he's wanted and this is good and we're good and all these things. Um, because it doesn't feel, let's see if I can articulate what it feels like to be in those shoes. Um, I suppose the reason why in the receiving end of that, it makes me feel unsafe because I'm going to bring it back to myself here is that it feels like I'm walking around under the impression that things are good and safe. Yep. And so when somebody comes to me and says, they're not good and safe, things are not good and safe. I need you to tell me, I look behind my shoulder over my shoulder and I'm like, wait, what? They're not good and safe. Meanwhile, I'm over here the whole time thinking they are. And so mm -hmm. what it makes me believe is that you've been over there thinking without talking to me, thinking about us and our relationship and how things aren't good, but acting as if they were, which feels dishonest to me. And that mm -hmm. to me feels unsafe. Like I can't trust that we're good if I think that you're over there spinning out constantly about us not being good. And I'm over here thinking we're good. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's so interesting, right? Because there's so much that we talk about how there's a lot of narratives in the way that we talk about relationships that when you really break down the normalization of certain things, they're really not healthy, right? No. Like even jealousy, even the way that like, I feel like I need you to... um What's the word I'm looking for? V. I feel like V does this thing where she can like read my mind sometimes when a thought won't come, but I need you to like, like create a sense of security. Like I feel insecure about this other woman. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I need you to give that to me. But if you really like break down what you're saying to that person is, I think you're the type of person that would do something Ooh. toward behind my back. Like that's a Offensive. Like That's what it feels like, like on the receiving end, right? Yeah. Yes. Like if you were like, Danae, I need you to validate for me that you're not doing something like shady with business and like, you know, stealing money from the company. I don't know. I'm like throwing yeah, something yeah. out, but I'd be like, what? So you like, think that I'm capable of that? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'd be like, yeah. that hurts me deep. Yeah. Like I would feel entitled to be really hurt by mm. that. But relationally, we've made it like, no, that's like, you should just give your partner the reassurance. That's the word I couldn't find. Yeah. But you should be giving them that reassurance constantly when they feel insecure. And it's like, but what about what that feels like for them, yeah. for you to be in that constant space of, I don't feel like you're a trustworthy person. Do you know what I mean? I do. I remember actually in the beginning of uh, a past relationship, I had a partner who had had quite a bit of experience being cheated on. And now here's the thing. I would pause and say, well, 
let's look at the patterns going on, right? Mm -hmm. Why we're constantly in a space of choosing partners who are doing these things and doing things behind our back and the kind of relationships foundation that we have built, that there's dishonesty and a lack of communication, but we'll pause that conversation. But I remember Mm -hmm. he said, um, you know, I'm one of my very, very close guy friends and we were like planning a weekend away um, or we had already had a planned or something when, when the ex and I had met and he was jealous about it. And he, he, you know, he communicated it. It wasn't like in a kind of attacking kind of way, but I remember very clearly saying to him, I'm really sorry that those things happened to you, but I will not pay for another person's mistakes. And I'm not going to justify my friendships. I'm not going to change my friendships. I'm not going to apologize for my friendships. Like Mm -hmm. I love you and I'm here and I'll listen, but I'm not going to change who I am in order to make you feel more comfortable in this relationship. So if that's what you need, this isn't going to go anywhere. Um, and I was so clear about that. And I actually remember he, I think I was expecting it to not go well. And I, I, I feel like if I remember correctly, cause it was a long time ago, he kind of took it in and there was a sense of like, huh, like it almost made him feel like grounded in a way that I was like, no, I'm not going to play into that insecurity. Um, that I think surprised him too, actually. Yeah. I think it's boundaries. And I think that there's a way there's so much about the way I started viewing relationships after I had a child Mm. that really shifted my perspective around like what should and shouldn't be another person's capacity. And you and I've talked about this, like you have a child and your capacity is different, Mm -hmm. frankly, for BS. (laughs) Like I don't have the capacity for like circular circling around nonsense the way that I might have. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, I think that there's a way that we just are in the space of like your child has the right to feel entitled to your capacity because you made the decision to give birth to them. Um, And when they are scared, when they are hungry, when they are lonely, when they are tired, like, yes, I can support you in learning how to self-soothe. But at some point with adults, if an adult has never learned to do that, what it puts me in is a really parental space with you when I am constantly um, giving you that level of reassurance. And here's what a lot of the relationship um, orientations would say, that's your job as a partner. And mm-hmm. I would say what we always do. That's like, that's fine. But if I'm going to be parenting you like I'm parenting my child, that all of a sudden makes it really difficult for me to see you as the erotic other that I want to have sex with. Mm-hmm. Um And this is why so many of the couples that we see end up just like really being in roommate situations. And so circling it back to the question, um, I think it's like you have to think of like what the outcome is sometimes if I stay in these spaces of ruminating versus figuring out a strategy for me to be self-sourced and what this is bringing up for me. Yeah, I think a lot of the conversations that like my partner and I have talked about actually a lot of the work and he's very honest about this has been him instead of how do I break this down? Cause this is, I think this is helpful for those people listening that ask the questions, but also people who can see themselves in this dynamic. Like I think he has realized that he has a way in his anxiety when his anxiety kicks up to basically look for holes right? I got to look for ways that she's not making me feel secure in this relationship, which is not true, right? That's his anxiety attempting to prove to him, prove to his ego that he's not safe, right? 
My anxiety and my ego right now are telling me that I'm not safe. So I need to, I basically need confirmation bias that that's the truth, right? Because my ego needs to be right. And so I will scan my environment for reasons why I'm, this is factual, right? And I will just bluntly say most of those reasons are complete bullshit, right? That is literally your ego trying to prove itself right. And so once he realized that he had this tendency to do that, what he started doing was number one, paying attention to when he got himself into those situations, but also flipping it. And when he felt good, making it an active point to look for the things in the relationship that were actually very secure and actually very validating and actually made him feel loved and made him feel, you know, wanted and desired and all of these things. Um, a little bit of is like, it's like some, some it's mindfulness, but it's also a little bit of like behavioral stuff, like CBT work, right? Like you gotta, it's like thought stopping behaviors. Oh, I'm getting into this spin out. What do I need to do to come back to myself and be with myself in this anxiety, this fear, question it. What am I afraid of? What's coming up for me, right? Um, am I unfairly expecting this other person to step in and soothe me like I would want a parent to do, right? How can I do that for myself? Like we've got to catch ourselves when we kind of get into these like hamster wheel situations and start to build the tools that are actually required in those moments to self-soothe. Yeah, because if and when you don't or when you're not, like even as you were describing it, I had a little bit of a visceral response. And I'm not saying this about John, because obviously I know that that's not um, like where it goes in your dynamic. But I think there's a way that if I'm constantly looking to poke holes mm -hmm. in what's wrong and taking that to the other person, mm -hmm. there's a way that becomes abusive. Because 100%. it's like, I am reinforcing for that person everything that maybe they got in terms of messaging in their childhood about why yep. they are not enough. That is not loving, right? And so yep. I think the one, the containment of that is my responsibility, yes. frankly, right? Like I got to take responsibility for like what this is bringing up for me, bringing it into my consciousness as you're describing John doing, but so that I don't like constantly get in these patterns of putting that on my partner. Cause it mm -hmm. can be that like chip, chip, chip away at how we feel about each other and yeah. how my partner feels seen by me, frankly. Right. Um, but also what you were saying, and we have a friend that we were talking about just this thing of like, yeah, it is mindfulness work, but a in a lot of ways, th these are like these universal laws of abundance. And that if mm -hmm. I look for what is abundant in my mm -hmm. life and in my relationships, and we were talking to a friend of ours about like looking for what's amazing in her partner, mm -hmm. like making it a practice and watching how the energy shifts between them. And she was mm -hmm. like talking about like all of the profound results she's had and like how their relationship dynamic has shifted so much. But I think there is that confirmation bias that you're mm -hmm. speaking about. And if I am constantly in the space of looking for what's wrong, that is going to be my experience of my relationship. And if mm -hmm. I'm constantly looking for where my partner is like checking out other girls or, um, uh, you know, whatever the other the things safe, are that like make me feel anxious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then that's going to be my experience of us. And so it's like, maybe I focus on what that person is doing that does make me feel really safe mm -hmm. and secure and good in this relationship and see if that expands. If you focus your energy there a little bit more. Well, and I would even say to build on that, like going meta a little bit, this is not, if this is you, if what you're hearing us talk about is you and you're like, oh, I do this. I look for the holes. I look for the negative. I look for the confirmation bias. Guarantee you pull back. You do this in other areas in your life because yes. I would, I would bet money 
that you scanning, now listen, again, scanning your environment for danger, like we could go into the why. We could go into the how this is a trauma response, how this is learned, of course, right? This is not to shame for that behavior, but it's still to say it's your responsibility for being aware of that behavior and attempting to change it if it's something that you're struggling with, right? But my point is, is that I guarantee it's not just showing up in your relationship. Pull back, see where and how you do this in other areas of your life. And again, mm-hmm. confirmation bias is a real thing. Like we will find ways to prove to ourselves that we are right. And if our ego is telling us that we are not safe, that people can't be trusted, that you know, I'm always the victim, that things never happen for me in the way that I want them to happen for me, that life always happens to me, right? You could rattle on a whole list then that is going to be your experience of the world because damn it, your ego again does not want to be wrong. And so it will find ways to prove to you that that's accurate. Right. And so, um, looking at it in your relationship, but then also like pulling back and saying, let's use those skills or those tools that I'm trying to work on in my life or in my relationship rather. And then also bringing them into the rest of my life and see what starts to change, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, sort of circling back to what you were saying about a previous relationship, I think there's a way that like this person that asked the question said, um, you know, I've just had experiences with relationships Mm -hmm. in the past and we can sort of like be in the narrative that this thing happened to to me and it was the worst thing. And it was like confirmation that you can't trust people in relationships. And that is certainly one way to hold it, but I would say it's a really disempowering way to hold it. And I think if you, if you and I were to like go and look at that relationship with a magnifying glass, I would probably find lots of ways that you and this person who did this to you, did this to you quote, were not aligned. Right. Mm -hmm. And so my belief system is that a lot of times people are taken out of our lives, are removed from our lives as a form of divine protection. And so if I say that relationship was not aligned and because it was not aligned, it ended in whatever way it needed to, which was this person cheating on me or whatever it was, right? Versus using this as evidence that relationships are something that I need to attempt to control to keep myself Mm. safe. I would say that's never the case. Um, You are always protected. But a lot of times the protection may look like something that the ego mind in the immediate is not in favor of. Do you know what I mean? Right. Right. Which would be speaking up, which would be setting boundaries, which would be maybe leaving, which would be, yeah, recognizing this is not in alignment and I have to be the one to act on that. Right. Um, And so, yeah, we might do what it almost seems silly to say it's easier to kind of stay, put the head in the sand, you know, and, and ignore some of these pretty big things that are in our face, shining lights. But guess what? In that moment, that is easier for the ego, right? Um, and so a lot of times we will wait until something blows up in our face or we will wait until like this huge tipping point, right? This is what we always talk about with like the feather, the brick or the truck, you know, are you paying attention to when the intuition, the gut is like tickling you with a feather. Most of us don't. We just don't. Okay. Then the intuition says, I will throw a brick at your head. (laughs) Are you going to pay attention now? And guess what? Most of us still don't. And so then they say, okay, here comes the Mack truck, you know? And a lot of us, it takes a Mack truck for us to wake up and pay attention. And I think so much of the work that you and I do is really helping people understand and, and start to hone those skills of listening and mm-hmm. acting on what the intuition is telling us, right? Because it's twofold. It's hearing it, but it's acting on it um, so that we can pay attention and act on the feathers and maybe some of the bricks instead of constantly 
having to experience getting run over by Mack trucks. And there's no shame. Like mm-hmm. that I think Listen, I've really been hit by because many Mack trucks. <laughs> no shame. All of us have. Like that's that's life. Yep. And I think that that's, yep. you know, a lot of times people hear us especially when we're talking about something like cheating and saying go back and like look at like the inventory of the right. things that you weren't acknowledging in that relationship and it can feel like you're shaming me Victim for like blaming. being someone who was cheated on and that is not at all. Like I just find it really disempowering Mm -hmm. to be in the space of, I need to control another person to keep myself safe in the world because you can't do that no matter what. If someone wants to cheat on you, I promise you Mm -hmm. they'll find a way. At some point, they will have to leave your watchful gaze and go out of the house. And so if my safety and my security is contingent on my ability to control another person, you know, surrender, like they're going to cheat them, right? But if I say, that's not how I want to hold this. I want to hold this in a way that makes me feel a little bit more empowered. And at some point, there must have been something about this relationship that I can go back and do an inventory and look like, where weren't we aligned? Where was I not acknowledging where I felt unsafe or minimized by our dynamics in ways that I can make the decision not to do moving forward? Yeah. Amen. Personal responsibility, self-agency, taking power Mm -hmm. back, I mean, I think a lot of this is, it is about bringing the power back, which is how we started this conversation, right? Like self-sourcing. How can I find Mm -hmm. a sense of safety and security within myself, right? Instead of expecting or needing it to be given to me by somebody else. Because if I'm in a state of needing that from somebody else, I'm pretty much always going to be in a state of needing that. Because like you always say, that's a bucket with a hole in it. Because even if that person in that moment says, Yes, and says all the words and does all the things that we need to hear. It's not going to last. You're still going to keep needing it and keep needing it and keep needing it because you haven't learned to self-source, right? That's right. Mm. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Cheaper Than Therapy. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and give us a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want to connect with us more, find us on Instagram at Cheaper Than Therapy, the podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.